Saludo, mi gente. We hope everybody is in good health. And whether you're starting your day or finishing it out, thanks for listening. We're always excited to talk to old friends here at What Would a PK Say? And with us today, we have Marcos Reyes. And if you haven't subscribed already, go ahead and subscribe. If you leave a comment, that will help us out immensely. And always share. Thank you very much. Sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. First and foremost, bro, thank you so much for taking your time to be on the show, man. I really appreciate it. Thank you for having me, man. Yes, sir. Awesome job, man. We go way back. Yes, sir. Way back to Jersey. And um, I love your dad because he's a sidecero. Oh yeah, and he still is, man. <laughs> he still is, man. He still, he still is. is. He's he's good, man. He's good. I remember, I think it was Newark when I first found out that your dad was into salsa. One of these salsa bands were playing in in Newark in some like coffee house, and your dad comes up with a suit. He had a suit on still, playing congas. Oh, I'm like, yeah. what is this, Pastor? <laughs> gonna do bro when he got on congas bro he killed it i was like what oh yeah from that day on i was like man this is the coolest pastor on earth <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah and 20 years later from then he started up his own salsa group singing i mean he loves it man he's like yeah like they say i think there's a saying like he bleeds salsa i don't know yeah bro it's, it's like, hey man it's, Sorry to say, it's in your blood, man. You know, I haven't... I mean, I love to sing, man. I mean, I did worship for a few years, but I never tried salsa. I got invited to before. Yes, by some but, guy. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it just didn't <laughs> happen. <laughs> hey, man, in due time, bro. In due time. Yeah. I sat in your, your, your dad's practice. I don't know if you know that. I think I think he did mention something. He came out here to to Tampa, right? No, no, I was going to Orlando. Oh, okay. I was going to Orlando on Wednesdays to sit in in the band. Recently, before this stuff started. Yeah, they're awesome, man. They're awesome. Every time I go and and watch them, you know, I I I'm super proud of him, and you know, he's doing his dream. You know, back in the days in MAE, that was kind of like frowned upon. Yeah. So for him to like be doing it, doing something that he's really passionate about, you know, yeah, it's awesome to see that he came out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh man, yeah, bro. Um, talking about being proud of your dad and all this, all this uh, happy talk. What has been your favorite growing up as a Paris's kid? Your favorite time? Um, my favorite time, I would just, I would say, um. Just the people I've met. My my parents never really lived around their family because we were always moving. So people from church were like family to us. So I would say the people that we met, you know, and, and also La Convenciones de Pastores. Yeah. Like they really, you know, I got to meet all the PKs and we hung out and I mean, we didn't, we weren't really in the services, but, (laughs) but I mean, it was good times, man. I mean, even now, look, I mean, we're still connected, you know, we're still connected. So 
I would say those were like my my favorite memories, man. The people that I met and and all the other PKs. Yeah, man, it's it's cool how we haven't talked in such a long time, and right now it's like I didn't see you la till last week. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's like no time has passed. Yep, I'm like that with a lot of PKs. You know, a lot of people that I met from the past and like good people. I know that they're good people. It's like you don't talk to them for years, but it's like you pick up where you left off because because they're good people and you know that everybody has their own lives. So it's not like we're not, we're not gonna be calling each other every week. I mean, yeah, I'm not that type of person. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like when we connect again, hey, it's like we we never really fell apart in a way, you know? Like yeah. That's the magic thread, man. Yeah. So on the flip side of that, what has been the worst memory? It's funny because these Why two questions... Why are you smiling? You're about to talk about something. Because <laughs> <laughs> these two questions go hand in hand. It's like, all right, my favorite thing was meeting people. The church people were like the family. My least favorite thing has to do with the people, too. Because it was like people that we were family, that I thought were family, that... We took under our wing that I thought, you know, I saw my dad help out so much and go out of his way. And those were the same people that backstabbed you. And you see these, you know, divisione, bochincha and all that. And you're like, but hold on. These people were just at our house. Mm -hmm. Like the, my dad was just helping this person out. Like, so my dad sacrificing and you seeing that and then you see how people just backstab and that i would have to say that that's like the least favorite thing of of being a, a pk but in reality it's when you're dealing with people that's that's just the nature of it of dealing with people it is unfortunate man you like just like how you said my dad the same thing he would give the shirt off his back yeah and then just like disrespect yeah i remember one time right i had just gotten my license and i'm looking for a car and i used to love acuras right somebody donated an acura to the church gave it to my dad so i'm thinking poppy you know i need a car right and my dad's like no 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 he's like there's a family that needs this car wow and Later on, that family was kind of like one of those families, you know? Yeah, man. So it was like, ah. Uh, it's unfortunate. Yeah. I like to hear people talk about pastors. For example, where I work, it has happened two or three times where a friend of mine and I, we go to church and we start talking about church. And then someone mentions something about church that they don't like to go to church. And then they start talking about how why they don't like going to church. Then they start talking about the pastor. No, because the pastor, all he wants to do is get money and all he wants to do is drive his Mercedes and all he wants to do is live in his big house. And I look at my buddy because my buddy knows my dad. And I look at him, he looks at me and I'm like, you know, just let him talk. And this guy just rambling on about pastors being thieves and being and lying and all of this stuff. And I'm just, I just let him go. And I'm like, yeah, that's interesting because my dad is a pastor. And yeah. my dad does not drive a Mercedes Benz. My dad does not have a big house. All my dad did was help and help and help and help and help. And sometimes yeah. you didn't even get a thank you. Yeah. 
So that's a that's an awesome point. I mean, I've been in that I've been in that situation too, where I hear something about pastors, and my heart goes out to all the pastors. But obviously, there's some pastors that are not in it for the right reason. But you know, when I hear that, I'm like, well, I'm a pastor's kid, and we struggled. We mm-hmm. struggled a lot, man. We struggled a lot. I mean, I remember being a kid and my mom, you know, opening the the oven to get the heat from the oven because we didn't have heat. That's tough. You know, so it's like when I hear that, like, oh, you know, you know, all they want is money. And, you know, I, I, I can't relate to that because my dad wasn't like that. Yeah. I said I'm straight, man. I let him know what's going on. I let him know everything that I can remember what my dad did without waiting for anybody to to return the favor. Yeah. And that happens a lot. I mean, you and I are lucky enough to know other people that our dads are similar. Mm-hmm. So and I think that that makes the connection even better, even stronger because we know that our dads also have been going through the same stuff and when we used yeah. to talk about things, it'd be very similar. So, we understand obviously everybody's not the same. But I set them straight, and I let them know what's going on. And it's unfortunate, but I think that makes us strong. Yeah. And I I think, see, I think nowadays when people talk about pastors, times have changed. So being a pastor is, some pastors are different. Like, it's a different, like, time. Pastors back then, and I'm pretty sure now, too, they used to visit their members. Yeah. So they used to visit and go to the hospitals and there are pastors that do that still, but um, there are some pastors that don't. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that I was raised in the age that I was raised and I was a PK when I was a PK. Yeah, me too, man. Definitely. I want you to talk about a pretty tough experience in your life. Mm-hmm. So I want you to just go ahead and, and, and share with us that tough experience. So this was back in 2016. We lost a child. You know, I lost my son, MJ, Marcos Jr. I call him MJ. Our first child, um, my wife went into, gave birth early. The baby was premature, and um, but she was fine. She was in the NICU for a little bit, and she was fine. It was unexpected with... Um, our first daughter, it was unexpected. You know, she went for a doctor's visit and it turned into, hey, can you guys go to the, you know, to the hospital? We're going to do a checkup. Hmm. And then just out of the blue, it was like, should we have to, you know, deliver? You have to deliver right now. So it was, and, and the baby was early. But you know what? No, my first baby was not in the NICU. Um, so she was good. Then three years later, uh, my wife uh, she's pregnant and, and, you know, I find out it's a boy. I'm making plans. Like in my head, I'm already like, you know, that's my son. Like that's junior. I'm gonna teach him this. I'm gonna teach him that. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, like I already had with men, you really don't have a connection with your, with the baby until it comes out from what I hear. And, and I have experienced that with my oldest really don't have that like emotional connection, you know, but I really like picturing myself as a dad. I only pictured 
you know, my son, like me having a son, I'm super happy. And then just uh, one day, um, she was 28 weeks at the time and she was having some pains and she went to the hospital and, you know, we were reading up on some stuff as we were there and 28 weeks, statistically, like the baby's going to survive. It's good. There was like a 90% chance that a boy will survive, you know, and, and the faith, you know, my faith and praying. And so we go to the hospital and she delivers. And as I'm there in the, um, in the, the exam, not the exam room, the operation room, because um, she had a C-section, it was horrible, man. It was horrible. Like, I remember our first baby, she had the C-section. It was fine. I was there. We were talking. Oh, my God, I see the baby. No, this time it was like she was screaming. It's like wow. she felt everything, uh. like everything. So I'm there. She's looking at me. She's crying. She's screaming. Then they have to rush me out. So they're rushing me out. They're like, hey, take him out, take him out. So I'm like, oh, man, you know. So then, you know, after some time, they take me back in and I see the baby and the baby's fine. The baby's breathing. His color is nice. I'm like, wow, that's my baby. Oh, mira que lindo. You know, I'm like, he's going to look just like me, you know, all this. And then um, I go check on my wife. I was actually more worried about my wife than I was of the baby. Because of the statistics, the way the my my son looked, he was his color was good, he was breathing, he was good. So I was more worried about you know my wife at at the time. She was in a lot of pain, so um, they took the baby to the NICU, and um, in the NICU, you know the baby was fine. I was able to change him. I was able to hold him. So he was, he was like grabbing my finger. So I'm like, oh, you know, like, all right, my baby's fine. Like I had not one percent, not one ounce of doubt that something was going to happen. Like not at all. So um, I'm, you know, pendiente, my wife too, you know. So the second night they, uh, they wake me up and they say, hey, you know, we have to um, put a tube in him. Um, no, he had the tube in. Yeah. So the second night they say, Hey, we're going to take the tube off because he's doing really good. So he doesn't need it. So we're like, I'm like, yeah, that's my boy. Like, <laughs> you know, he's not going to last so long in the, in the, in the NICU. I was even thinking that like, Oh, we're going to take this baby home. Like, you know, in a few days I was already thinking, you know? So then the next night they wake me up and say, listen, he was having some complications and we have to put the tube back in. So I'm like, okay. After that, when I went to go see him, he was never the same. Then he was under, they was like, oh, you know, we have to put him under the the light, the blue light. Oh, you know, he was never the same. They said, oh, you know, don't touch him because you don't want to get him, you know, excited. And that might, you know, cause something. And I was already like, oh, man, I wasn't seeing him like move. And wow. but even then. I still had faith, man. Even then, I didn't think for one second that he something was going to happen, you know, to my son. Then the next day, they uh, the doctor sat down with us. And the doctor's like, hey, listen, you know, I want you to sit down for this. And um, he's like, you know, if your son makes it out of this, he's not going to be normal. Wow. 
It's like he's not going to be normal. He's either going to be in a in a wheelchair or he's going to be disabled or that he's not going to be normal. So when I was sitting there and that doctor told me that, in my head, I said, devil, you're a liar. Hmm. I said, there's no way. I said, there's no way that my son is going to be like that. And then I thought, I don't care if he's like that or not. That's my son. And even if he's, you know, however he is, I want him to make it out. I went and told my wife that, you know, because she wasn't there. And I went and told my wife. And then the doctor sat down with both of us. And and we were still kind of just like in disbelief. Like, you know, I was like, no. So we called everybody. You know, my parents were there. In-laws, you know, pastors were there. And we were just praying and praying. And a few hours later, I mean, my timeline may be off, but a few few hours later, the nurses, they came in and said, hey, do you want to say your goodbyes to your son? You know, I suggest he's not going to he's not going to last that longer. So we went to the room and we were just praying the night before that. My dad had gotten there and we stayed in the room. My dad, me, my dad and my brother-in-law, we stayed in the room and we were just crying and praying and praying and the numbers we were seeing the numbers go up the numbers that the that the baby needed to go up they were going up so my faith was even i was being filled you know my faith was you know increasing i'm like oh you know no and um the the nurse that was there told me a few years ago that there was a baby that they pronounced dead in there in that same room and that the pastor came and prayed for the baby and the baby relived. So, you know, all these things, and I'm having faith, and I'm like, wow, you know, there's no way. My son, there's no way. There's no way that this is going to happen to my son. So when they told us that, I'm like, we didn't know what to do, man. So we went to the room. There was about five five nurses, the doctor there. They were just, like, surrounding us. And they're like, listen, if we keep giving him this medication – if we keep giving him this medication, he may, um, it's, it's like, uh, it's doing him good, but it's doing him bad at the same time. It's like torturing him. Right. So we're like, you know, we're there, you know, I'm hugging my wife and we're there, we're praying, we're crying. And then I just said, you know what, if God's going to heal him, he's going to heal him out of the, the incubator, you know, he's going to heal him out of the incubator. So I just told him, Hey, open the incubator and let me have him. Hmm. So they, they took him out and we were just praying and, and just crying. And then next thing you know, the doctor comes in and, and pronounces him, you know, dead right there in, in our arms. Wow, man. Yeah, man. I mean, it was, it was tough. It was really tough because I mean, even then, even then I still had faith even a few hours later even planning the funeral, Hmm. you know, I had asked my dad and I said, dad, you know, should we go this route? You know, should we, should we just like really like hit it hard with the prayer? Like even when my baby was, you know, about to be buried, I was still like, there's no way, there's no way, you know? So after that, it was tough. It was tough. My marriage suffered. You know, we, uh, she was blaming me. I was blaming her. We were arguing. We were, I was, I was upset at God. I was upset at church people, mm-hmm. you know, and I remember I, I was still going to church. I mean, the church, you know, the church that I go to, I mean, they were, 
visiting us, calling us, bringing us food. I mean, they, they were awesome, but I was, I was just mad at God. I was mad at God. And I remember one Sunday I was just there, you know, and I had like this wall cause I was just angry, you know, and I hadn't really like cried a lot. So I remember on a Sunday they sang that song, um, It Is Well. You know that song? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they were singing that song. It is well with my soul. Man, and that song, Tacho, se me rompió that wall that I had. <laughs> and, you know, thank God that, you know, I was, I was able to, Dios me fortaleció, you know, and I was able to get back in line. But it was tough, man. It was really tough. It was really tough. I can only imagine. Yeah. It's tough, man. I see my kids and how healthy they are. And now, you know, my daughter's just turned 19 today. Wow. And my son's 16. Wow. I thank God every day, dude. Like, I thank God every day for my kids' health, my health, my wife's health. What do you think, for those people who are listening, kept you strong and and kept you and your wife, too, because it it affects you? You just said yourself yeah. it affected your marriage. What do you feel kept you together? What was that glue? I would say it was um, having people around us, a, a, a support system. You know, her parents, my parents, our pastors, the church people. You know, we never felt like we were in it alone. We felt the support. And at one point, I was feeling like it was a privilege that that could happen to me. Like, you know, God allowed me to go through that, you know, and I was stronger and I could talk about it now and I could talk to people that are going through it. So at a time, it sounds kind of weird, but it was like I was thanking God for it. Like, thank you, God, for, for letting me go through that, you know, and giving me the strength. I felt privileged that God has chose my family to go through that. And, you know, there's no um, coincidence or, you know, in, in God. So I know that even right now, I mean, I, I, I think about, you know, my son and I think how old he could have been right now. And, you know, I think about all that, but I know that God has a plan and, you know, I don't know a hundred percent what was his plan, but, um, but I know he had a plan with that. Yeah, man. It's amazing how, how you speak and how you speak about it and how strong you sound when you speak about it. Mm-hmm. I really believe that everybody has a story and somebody has to hear your story. Yeah. There's people that are going through what you're going through might be a little bit younger than you or might be a little older, but can see in you that it's possible to overcome something that drastic and i really i really look up to people like yourself that stay strong through a time like that and speak the way you speak and like i say i can hear i can tell through the way you speak that you're you've been strengthened even more yeah amen and i thank you for for sharing that bro i really do i appreciate it man i thank you so much yeah thank you for having me man it was it was awesome man Hey guys, hope you enjoyed the show, and don't forget to subscribe. Thank you.